by the Holy Spirit. And as Ethan mentioned last week, the purpose of spiritual gifts is to bring glory to God and to uplift the faith of the people around us. And I love that reminder because so often we're tempted to think of our relationship with God as just between us and God. Uh, but that is not how he has called us to be. As followers of Jesus, we're welcomed into a larger family of believers and the Holy Spirit empowers us to be part of building it up and encouraging that community. We all have some innate talents and your spiritual gifts may line up with those natural talents or they may not. For example, Moses was not comfortable speaking in front of others and yet God called him to confront Pharaoh and to lead his people out of Egypt, teaching them about who God is and how they should live in relationship with him. Sometimes God pulls us out of our comfort zone on purpose where we have no choice but to rely on him. Here's a former Eden student, Mark, sharing his story. Hi, my name's Mark. Um, I'm a former Eden student. I just graduated last year. Um, and over the last year, even in lockdown, uh, I've been called out to, to uh, do youth ministry, um, even though I, I didn't go to youth throughout all of high school. And I'm teaching kids tools to share the gospel and just encouraging them throughout the week. Uh, and I've even been called out um, into the harvest to share the gospel with strangers um, and teach them. And, just uh, just let them know uh, what Christ has done for them. Um, and I just want to uh, encourage anybody to really um, not hide from, from gifts that they may have um, within, that they may have been given, um, and just to use them and pray, pray for uh, the strength and the courage to, to go out and use them. Often though, the Holy Spirit gifts us in ways that seem like a more natural fit. Here are some questions you can ask yourself as you try to discern how God is gifting you. What kind of ministry do you enjoy? What doesn't feel like work or isn't hard for you but comes naturally? What is showing evidence of fruitfulness in your church community? Or where are you seeing others grow in their faith because of you? Doing a quiz can be helpful to indicate areas of strength, but don't rely on it too much to tell you how God might be gifting you. It's actually better to find confirmation of your spiritual gifts in the context of community, in your local church, or friends and family around you. So when you think you've got an idea of how God has gifted you and you start to consider how you're using those gifts, it's helpful to ask questions like, am I using this gifting that I think that I have to serve the body, or am I using it for my own glory? What am I doing with what God has given me? But before we get to that, let's find out what qualifies as a spiritual gift. Take a few minutes in your groups to look up these passages and write down the spiritual gifts that are mentioned. Isn't it interesting that while there is some overlap, each list is different. These aren't exhaustive lists of how the Spirit can gift us. His creativity is unlimited. And even if you have the same gift as the person next to you, the way it's expressed through you will look different. 
For example, the gift of exhortation, which is coming alongside someone with words of encouragement or comfort, consolation, counsel, sometimes even confrontation, to help them be all that God wants them to be, that could look different for different people. One person with the gift of exhortation may counsel others, helping them to reach their potential in Christ and make decisions that align with God's word. They may pray with those people as they seek to process life in healthier ways. Another person with a gift of exhortation may express it through teaching a children's Sunday school class. And the opportunity to teach those children is an extension of their gift to encourage. And those children get to hear the truth of God's word from that person. Another person gifted in exhortation may prefer to serve behind the scenes and they can't imagine getting up in front of people to encourage them or, or they'd be uncomfortable in a counseling setting, but they write out encouraging Bible verses for every single day that a group of people from their church is gonna be away on a short-term mission trip. And when the team comes back, they comment on how each verse was exactly what they needed to hear that day. So all three of those people may have the same gift, but it's expressed differently. So whether your personality is bold and loud or gentle and loyal or practical or the life of the party, God will gift you and use you. And if God has gifted two of you with the same gift, it might be expressed very differently, but both of you need to express it because we need both of those gifts that God has called you to do. It can be pretty easy to be overwhelmed by such a large list of gifts. So we're gonna just break it down a little bit into four general categories. So think about which category sparks something in you and that could be maybe a starting point for you to narrow down which specific gift or gifts seem to fit you best. And also keep in mind, these categories are not concrete. There may be overlap where some gifts may fit in multiple categories and that's totally okay. So the first category is speaking and that includes teaching, prophecy, exhortation, encouragement, and creative communication. Then there's miraculous gifts of discernment, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues. An example of someone who is gifted in some miracles is Brother Yun. He met Jesus when he was 16, when his father was dying of cancer, and his mother gathered him and their, his four siblings to pray all night long, and they just repeated, God, heal our father. God, heal, heal our father. And by the morning, he was so much better. And within a week, his cancer was completely gone. And at that time in communist China where they lived, it was illegal to have gatherings. And so they actually had to like go to individual family members and neighbors and say, can you please come to our house? And everyone showed up thinking they were gonna be at a funeral. And they were so shocked out of their minds to have this man opened the door and let them in and share about how Jesus healed them and all of them followed Jesus after that experience. Another category is practical service and this includes generosity, mercy and compassion. Think of Mother Teresa. Um, serving and ministry, helping, hospitality, intercession, administration and craftsmanship. And don't worry if you didn't see this one on your list before, that's because it was found in Exodus for the first time when the Holy Spirit empowered some craftsmen to uh, design and create implementation for the tabernacle and its accessories and priestly garments and things like that. Anyways, the last category is sharing the gospel. And so that includes apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and leaders. So get into your groups now and you guys can look at these in a little bit more depth.
some are more important than others, and it's easy to compare ourselves to others and feel like we don't measure up. But we collectively are the body of Christ, and in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about how important all the parts of the body are. A foot doesn't get to say, oh, I'm not a hand, therefore I'm not important, I don't belong. And an ear can't say to an eye, oh, I don't help see, I'm not important. We need all parts of the body. If we were all an eye, how could you hear? How could you speak? And so Paul reminds us that those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Um, and so he does a beautiful job of expressing this truth in this video that I'm about to show you. I'm just a florist. Got a small shop, nothing special. Silly way to spend your life, I guess, fussing with a bunch of flowers. Sometimes I wish I was good at something else. I don't know, a doctor or a missionary, someone who really helps people. But I do love flowers. I've always had an act for it. So I do my best to make them beautiful for people. But I know flowers can't change the world. I know I don't make much of a difference. I'm just a florist. I'm just a florist. We've just begun to scratch the surface about spiritual gifts and we have our whole lives to grow and develop the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. So hopefully you're not feeling too overwhelmed right now. I'd love for you to ask your friends and family this week about what spiritual gifts they see in you. Maybe you're surprised by their responses or maybe it affirms what you've been feeling. But I hope that you commit to practicing your gift so that you can bring God glory and so that you can encourage your community.